Welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 13 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, as well as we might throw in a sports story or something going on in current events or something going on in my own personal life. So welcome, everybody. It is the last day of April, Friday, and I can't believe that we are already through April. And in two weeks, I am going to have a graduating senior. That is just amazing to me. The other thing is, is that the we talked about this. My Both my boys play on the high school baseball team, and on Tuesday, they won their last game, and that meant that they won district for the first time in the baseball's program. I think base, they've had baseball at our high school now for about seven years, and this is the first time we've won district, so we're going on to the state playoffs starting on Monday. So that is all exciting in our household. But what I want to talk about is on Monday, the Supreme Court decided to hear the first Second Amendment case in over a decade, and the gun grabbers, they're going nuts. And so, as we discussed in the episode regarding Heller versus D.C., the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett is now going to be considered by the Supreme Court of the United States. It was over a decade ago that the Second Amendment, that the court ruled that the Second Amendment protected the right to have a handgun in the home defense, and this was part of the Heller case. The Supreme Court now agreed on Monday to decide whether the Constitution also protects the right to carry a gun outside the home. The justices announced that they will take up a challenge to the New York law that requires anyone who wants to carry a gun in the state to show a good reason for doing so, and this sets the stage for the first major gun ruling, gun rights in 10 years. And they're going to hear this, I think, in the fall term. So, you know, they considered this multiple times we talked about, which was a little concerning. They, but they just as have finally agreed to weigh in. Now, the interesting thing is that they instruct the parties to brief on a slightly narrower question than the challengers had asked them to decide on, where they're going to limit the issue to whether the state's denial of the individual's applications to carry a gun outside the home for self-defense violated the Second Amendment. But it still has the potential to be a landmark ruling. And like I said, it'll be probably argued in the fall and sometime with a decision sometime next year, probably. But just a reminder, this case challenges New York's requirement for applicants to demonstrate, quote unquote, proper cause to carry a farm. And they use this regularly to deny applicants. That means that you're under a current threat. Somebody's threatened you. They've been following you. You know, that it's imminent and that you have to prove that it's imminent. And they have used this over and over to, to deny people applications to, for a concealed carry license. And the argument is that the New York's practice is unconstitu- unconstitutional because the Second Amendment guarantees rights to keep and bear arms to all people. And the brief argues not just to the select few that this the state denims worthy. The announcement came just one day short after, of one year after the court's ruling in a different challenge brought by the same gun rights group, the New York Pistol and Rifle and Pistol Group. That case involved New York's ban on the transport of licensed handguns outside the city because the city had repealed the ban before the case reached the Supreme Court. A majority of the court agreed that the city that with the city that the challenger's original claims were mute. So that was another thing that was controversial is that the city changed the law and so they said, okay, we're not going to hear the case and we're not going to, you know, make a ruling on it. And as I said, so, you know, and there's no way to to understand why the justices turned these, some of these petitions down last year on some gun gun, um, rights laws. Some believe that 
the conservative justices weren't confident in where Roberts might stand on this. And so they didn't want to bring something to the court that could have a long lasting effect, not knowing where the chief justice falls because he has been so wishy-washy. But now with the addition of uh, Amy Comey Barrett, then maybe it's, they feel that they have a better chance. But, you know, despite all that, the left, the left is going crazy and they're probably, it's going to even get worse as it gets time to, for the arguments to come down. And once this becomes real for them, you know, just like it's happening in, in Arizona, you know, until they actually started counting the ballots, you know, the, the left was fairly quiet on it because they, they really thought that we would probably back down and that the courts would throw it out. But now they're going nuts over the Arizona uh, audit, and they're going to really go nuts once the Supreme Court actually starts hearing these arguments. But, for example, Hannah Shearer, who's a litigation director for the Giffords Law Center, she was not happy. She said, quote, And the Supreme Court's willingness to take up this case is a reckless response to our nation's grief and could take us in the completely wrong direction by restricting common-sense gun safety regulation. She said that today's announcement is a warning sign that our nation's highest court is poised to brush aside the will of the people and instead side with gun lobby groups seeking to eliminate even the most modest firearms laws. So interesting. I'm curious what she thinks about the will of the people. The Second Amendment of support has, has been overwhelming for years. Uh, recent polls show that the appetite for more gun control is going down among the people. So I don't think this is actually going against the will of people. Every town for gun safety, the other the largest gun control group in America agreed that the stakes in the case are high, particularly high now and predicted disaster if the court sides with the plaintiffs. Eric Tursewell, the managing director of Everytown Law, said gun violence has only worsened during the pandemic and a ruling that the open that opening the door to weakening our gun laws could make it even harder for cities and states to grapple with this public health crisis. Well, gun violence is not up because of gun control laws. Gun violence is up because we've had people locked down and and we have encouraged that, not discouraged, rioting by a lot of these leftist groups. And Vox, by far not a conservative publication, said the future of gun control in the United States could be quite grim and correlate could mark the moment when lawmakers' power to fight gun violence falls apart. And our favorite mayor, Mayor Bill de Blasio, and this is around gun violence, said that the increase, attributes the increase to a pandemic-related breakdown in social cohesion, said, quote, my heart sank when I heard about the Supreme Court's review. And this is my favorite quote because this shows exactly what they think. He says, we've come so far to try to keep guns out of the hands of New Yorkers, particularly young people. And the Supreme Court, it looks like they're working overtime to put guns right back in those hands, de Blasio said Monday. That really worries me. Yes, they have worked so hard to keep guns out of law-abiding American citizens. And they're concerned now that they may not be successful. So a few things concern me about the this case. First, why did it take so long to pick this one up? Are they still not confident about where some of these justices fall? You know, we know where Roberts is a little wishy-washy, but lately, you know, all three of the, the Trump justices, Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch, they've ruled in a couple cases a, a, a little differently than you would have expected them to. So... I, I'm hoping they're on firm ground with regards to the Second Amendment, but that may be part of why it took so long to get there. And then why did they narrow the question to be considered? They instructed the parties to brief it slightly narrower and only concerned about whether or not they violated the Second Amendment. So I don't know if they're going to try and just really focus on a very uh, finite, finite 
uh, part of the ruling and not make a broad sweeping decision that would really open the gates that concealed carry is protected by the Second Amendment. So, or a carrying even open carry as well. So we will have to wait and see. You know, there's a lot going on. And again, this is just, you know, we get more information out to you. But this, I thought this is very interesting. It's very encouraging that they're picking this up. And we will have to follow it as it goes along and we'll keep updating you. I appreciate everybody listening. You know, like I said, it's action, action, action. Get out there. Talk to your congressman. Call their, your uh, local representative's office. Encourage them to stay on top of all these issues. It is important that we stay active and I appreciate it. You know, share this podcast with somebody, anybody, follow it, like it, comment on it. Give me a email me. My contact information's in there. Anything, just let me know what you think. And I appreciate everybody listening and I will talk to you next week.